You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2022 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for camp meeting. And we thank you for the beautiful weather and for the fellowship and the encouragement and all the things that we can learn, Lord. Lord, we just ask for your Holy Spirit to be here now that we will be inspired and encouraged that we'll learn something new that we can use to share your love with others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. All right, well, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Amy. You probably read that in the little description. I'm a pastor's wife and a mom of three kids. What really defines me at least I think so. If probably if you ask people that know me well what they know about me, one of the things anyways would be that I just have a passion for outreach and for fun and creative ways to share Jesus with the world around me. And when I say the world around me, I don't mean, you know, the globe. I mean those that are right in my sphere of influence, you know, my neighborhood, my community, uh, my family even, and I love to share these ideas that the Lord has given me with you so that you also can reach the world around you. So this journey for me started, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago, and it started because I just really had a deep desire to teach my children how to share Jesus, how to be active Christians, how to serve others, and I guess I've always thought in my mind that active church members are not nearly as likely to leave the church. And so I wanted my kids to be active, but I wanted it not just to be a chore, I wanted them to have fun and to love doing it. And so that, we started when they were very little and we started just doing all sorts of fun things. And so it's kind of just ended up as a deep passion of mine and a love, and I have just found that outreach can be so fun that it's fulfilling and that it's rewarding. And I have found that it, it can become woven through every aspect of life. Um, outreach and service have kind of become like a lifestyle. And today's specifically and throughout the week, that's really what I wanna inspire you with is that outreach can become not just an event or a church function or something we do at Christmas or whatever, but that it can become a lifestyle and that we can look for ways to share Jesus in fun ways, no matter where we're going, no matter what we're doing, whether it's a holiday or we're going to the grocery store, you know, it can be a lifestyle. So that's pretty much what it has become. And I see myself, it's interesting, a holiday or something is coming up and I'm thinking in my head, okay, how can I use this to share Jesus? In Testimonies for the Church, Volume 5, it says, crowd all the good works you possibly can into the light, in, into this life. And I just love that. I think that is so fantastic because that's really what this life should be about, right? We should be living for others. It says, crowd all the good works you possibly can into this life. And it's Testimonies for the Church, Volume 5, page 488. Okay, so there's somebody in the Bible who knew this very well, and that is Tabitha. In Acts 9.36, it says, At Joppa there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which is translated Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and charitable deeds, which she did. So she was an amazing lady who lived by this principle. Did you hear what it said about her? She was full of good works and charitable deeds. So that means number one, she intentionally looked for opportunities to do go about doing good. 
And two, that it wasn't just an occasional thing where her church provided an opportunity for her to do something. She overflowed with good works. So this shows us that she didn't just do good things when the opportunity arose, but she was looking for ways to do good. And she did it all the time. Let's see, let's skip ahead. I have a quote here. Praise the Lord for PowerPoint. There's your quote there about crowd all the good works. Here we go. Oh, that's Acts 9. Okay, here's this next one. At Joppa, which is near Lydda, there lived a woman named Dorcas, whose good deeds had made her greatly beloved. She was a worthy disciple of Jesus, and her life was filled with acts of kindness. She knew who needed comfortable clothing and who needed sympathy, and she freely ministered to the poor and the sorrowful. Her skillful fingers were more active than her tongue. That, that's probably a whole sermon in itself, but we're just going to concentrate on the skillful fingers. She was active and she was doing good things. So she was busy. Her life was full of good works, but we all know what happened to her. That was Acts of the Apostles, page 131. So we all know what happened to her next. She passed away, right? She became ill and died. The whole community was deeply saddened by this because probably all of their lives had been touched by this woman. So, but then they sent for Peter and he through God's power was able to raise her back to life. And you might wonder, you know, why is one person raised back to life and another person is not? Well, we have just a little bit of insight into why she was. And Acts of the Apostles talks about this further. Dorcas had been of great service to the church and God saw fit to bring her back from the land of the enemy that her skill and energy might be a blessing to others and also that by this manifestation of his power, the cause of Christ might be strengthened. So it was all for the cause of Christ, for blessing others that she was brought back from the dead. The Lord knew that was the lifestyle that she lived. It's Acts of the Apostles, page 132. So in this story of Dor Dorcas, Christ illustrates the nature of the true Christian spirit. He shows that the truly converted heart will live a life of intentional good works, not because they're working for the, their salvation, but because they truly love the Lord and because they truly love others and are seeking to share Jesus with others. They want others to be saved. They want others to know Jesus. So there are many, many ways that we too can be full of good works. And so over the course of this week, that's what we're gonna talk about. I'm just gonna share with you how our family has tried to cultivate a lifestyle of service and how we've taught our schools and churches. My husband's a pastor, so we've been around and so our churches get the benefit of this and the schools and just anybody else who wants to learn this type of thing. Our desire has been just this, to cultivate a lifestyle of good works and to teach others to do that as well. And the first place to start is in the home. Um, Ministry of Healing says the home is the child's first school and it is here that the foundation should be laid for a life of service. Now, I'm really thankful that my parents tried to do this. They gave me opportunity to do this. And that might not be the case for you, and that's okay, because as long as we're breathing, we have the opportunity to learn this and to train ourselves to do this. Um, in my childhood, you know, it was all sorts of things from in-gathering to adopting a homebound grandparent, going on mission trips, lots of different things. The thing here is that we cannot rely on our churches or schools or outreach programs to do this job for our children or for our school children or for ourselves. 
we have to learn how to cultivate this lifestyle of serving. So I'm gonna share with you six ways to help get you, your children, your school children, your grandchildren, yourself, um, used to and excited about serving others. So the first thing we're gonna look at is that we have to make serving a priority. Kind of like Daniel purposed in his heart that he wasn't gonna devile himself with the king's food. We have to purpose in our heart, we have to determine that this is something we wanna do and then we have to make it a priority. So just a couple little things that you can do. This is, you see it's even in a plastic bag. It's not glamorous or beautiful or anything, but at one point we made little homeless bags and so there's a can of soup in there and some different snacks and some glow tracks. A friend of mine who sews much better than I made this little packet and then there's toiletries and, and booklets and things like that in there. It has a zipper and everything. It's pretty fancy. So however you want to make it, it doesn't have to be the most glamorous, but if you make these, depending on where you live, there's obviously more homeless people um, in some places than others, but if you stash those in your car, then you're ready for a hungry homeless person when you come upon them. Or if you don't have uh, homeless people in your area, then you probably know somebody who might be eating alone you know, at some point, supper, invite them over. Make your home a haven of hospitality. Or there's people also that can't get out, and so you could make and take food to them. So just making it a priority, stashing things, having things ready so that you can minister at a moment's notice. Another way um, to teach the love of service this represents helping at home. <laughs> so whether you have children or grandchildren, or even at school, there's responsibilities at school, we can learn to serve each other. Even if you have no children at home or in your life, you, if you're married, you can learn to serve each other at home. You know, doing the dishes, replenishing the toilet paper. Um, also, we wanna make sure that we affirm whether it's our children or our spouse or anybody who is making this effort to serve others we want to affirm them so give responsibility now the third thing that we can do to help establish a lifestyle of service is read lots of books when my kids were little and I have to say even now uh, we love to read and we used to like a lot of um, books on kindness and so so this is one of my favorite right here. It's Penny's Christmas Jar Miracle, and it's a children's book, but we still read it every Christmas. And my kids are 18, 16, and 13. <laughs> so it's just one of those neat little stories um, about serving somebody else. This one is Kindness Counts, so if you have little kids, it's a great one. Or if you have big kids, it's still a great one. But then, this is one of my favorite books ever. I like giving. It would obviously be for a little bit older teenagers or for adults. Fantastic stories. Y'all are familiar with Chicken Soup for the Soul books. This one is Random Acts of Kindness. So, I Like Giving. That is by who? Brad Formsman. Formsma. Brad Formsma. You can come up and look at these afterwards. Yeah, you're welcome to look at those. So read it. See, you're even um, involving the service idea in the things that you read. And that's good. Uh, number four, you want to fit giving into your everyday routine. So, oh, I went the wrong way. Right here. So if you're out shopping, you might pick up some non-perishable food items, just throw them in your cart so that you have them. You can donate them to a food pantry or you can, um, 
include them in Thanksgiving baskets or Christmas baskets? Or did you know that in May, the second Saturday of May, the USPS collects bags or boxes of food? So you never know when you might need it, but if you throw a few extra things in, or um, toiletry items, you never know when you might need those. Or if you're taking a walk, take a bag and pick up trash. Or if you're making bread already, take one of the loaves to your neighbor. So the things that you already do as a routine make giving a part of it as well, or make service a part of it as well. And then another way to um, make service and giving a lifestyle is to say thank you. I like to, I have told my children this over and over and over, just to never let a kindness or um, a gift or whatever go unthanked or unnoticed. And so if you find opportunity. The post office or the mail people um, and the garbage people, I like to thank them quite often because you know they do a thankless job <laughs> and sometimes USPS messes it up. But you know what? <laughs> Those people are still working hard. And so there's all sorts of people in this life who do jobs and they never get thanked. And so if we develop the attitude of gratitude and we practice saying thank you in fun and creative ways to all these different people who serve us it's good for us whether it affects them or not but usually they just really appreciate that as well all right number six one way that we have tried to make serving a lifestyle is to share glow tracks now i'm sure every single one of you in here has heard of glow tracks you've probably passed some out so there are a thousand and one ways to hand out glow tracks creatively. And frankly, you don't have to be creative about it at all. You could just leave glow tracks in different places for people to pick up, or you can hand them to people when they serve you. Um, but one thing that we've found um, is that sometimes people are uncomfortable taking glow tracks. Even more often than that, people are uncomfortable giving glow tracks. I don't know about you. Yes? Yeah. Oh, I've had people too, because government offices are not supposed to accept gifts or things like that. But you, but but some of them do, and I have creative ways to get around that if they don't. <laughs> so, but anyway, sometimes it's nice. I have found to add a little object um, to the glow track. It makes the giver and the receiver a little bit more comfortable. And I want to tell you, this is the first. This is the first glow track pack that I ever put together. So we got, you'll see up here, this is a display table. You can look at all of these samples on here. This is a little plastic baggie, reclosable baggie. It's four by five inches. So we use those a lot. We make little tags. This one up here on the screen says, you're worth a mint to Jesus. And then we put just one of those little red and white candies in it that you can buy from Walmart or the dollar store really inexpensively. And we put them all together like that. And I remember one time we put this together as a church event, all the church members stayed, we all put them together. And <clears throat> one of the little ladies, she took a bunch and later she told me she was so tickled and so thrilled how happy it made people. It made it so easier for her to share them with people in her community. And she said, I couldn't believe how happy people were just to receive this little mint. And so that was really fun. Um, so what I've also found is that it's not just the candy that people are excited about. I, one time my husband and I went to a restaurant and a nice 
way to leave these is with the tip when you're all done. And so we had done that and we had gone to the restroom on our way out and when we came out, our server and another one of the other servers came running over to us and they're like, do you have any more of these? Do you have any more? And she wasn't holding up the candy, she was holding up the tracks. And thank goodness I had some in my purse. <laughs> and so I pulled them out and I was like, yes, I have all of these. Some of them were health tracks, some of them were the glow tracks. And she was thrilled. They each chose a few of them to take with them. And so it's not just the candy. The candy is just a little object, a little bridge to help them to smile, to make a little connection with them. And hopefully it draws them to read the material that's also in there. But this lady was thrilled to have that. And I just know, I know from experience that there are people out in this world, the harvest truly is ripe and it's the workers, the laborers that are few. And so we need to be sharing the hope that we have in Jesus. We need to be sharing these tracks and lots of doing lots of other things um, to share the truth about Jesus. So I'm gonna um, share a few more glow track ideas with you. And actually throughout this week, you'll hear lots, uh, lots more. But um, this is also another one that we have taken around. Jesus is the true lifesaver. It has a tract in there, of course, as well as a lifesaver. And we have done lots of different things with these, but one of the things that we did is, actually we took Sabbath school time at, on this one event and we went door to door. The object was just to give people a little gift and let them know that we were out in the community praying for people. And so we would pray with people, they would accept this, and we had some other things to leave with them if they were interested as well. We would ask them if they had uh, special prayer requests, and there's just all sorts of different responses. You know, people in tears, because they had major, people have major things on their hearts that they're dealing with these days. And so when somebody comes to their door, many of them are just relieved and um, feel a lot of hope when there's somebody to help bear their burdens. Yes. The card, I wonder, well, I make these things on the computer and I'm not sure if I have it at the end of this or not, but I have a website um, that I will put up on the screen. If I don't have it today, I will put it up on a PowerPoint tomorrow. Um, it's findingjoyforeternity.com, but I have lots of these that you can download for free. You can buy things there. I also have cards that you can buy if you wanna take some here as well as glow track packs to put together. Um, but I'll tell you about that and I do have a website. Another thing that we did with these one time was we did what we called drive-by glowing. And the kids, this is when the kids were little, but we were on our bikes and on Sabbath afternoon we would go for bike rides and then we would have our little glow track packs. And you know, we're riding along and somebody's walking down the sidewalk. At the very last minute, you hold one out and what does somebody do when you hand them something? They take it and then you're gone and they have a glow track. And actually people thought it was pretty funny and they liked it but they didn't have a chance to say no either. And the kids got the biggest kick out of this and they love to do that. So anyways, that was just a fun little thing we did. Another glow track pack that we have used is the apple cider. This is fantastic in the fall or the winter because it's getting cold and people like to warm up. May you always feel the warmth of God's love 
And we would take these and we would go, we would, this was Sturgis, Michigan, and we went in and out of the businesses. We handed them out to people on the streets. The, one of the groups went into this crafting store. I'm not exactly sure what it was because I wasn't with them, but they found this art cl or craft class going on. There were 25 ladies there. So, and they were all thrilled. They were thrilled with the kids and they were thrilled with the apple cider. We've taken them in when we go down the town, I just want to tell you this, don't think badly of me, but we go into bars and vape shops and all of these places because there are hurting people in these places. And so we don't ever skip those places because they need these things too. Another thing we did once with the apple cider, this actually was so genius. In one of the little towns we're in now, it's kind of small, and we found that on Sabbath afternoon, it, there's just not many people around. And so this was a Sabbath afternoon, this was at Christmas time, and what you don't see right here, I don't have a picture of I might later, but um, what you don't see is there's a group of us caroling at the drive-through of Hardee's. So we're singing Christmas carols, and the kids are going from car to car, giving them apple cider and the glow tracks. <laughs> And the people loved it. They would come up to the drive-thru where we were, get their stuff, and they'd be thumbs up and smiling, and they just loved it. So that's how we found the people in that town. They were all going through the Hardee's drive-thru. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> then we also have some for kids. Um, this one is just a bubble one. We've used it in a parade before. Jesus' love is bubbling over for you, but you could use this. You could go to the parks when it's nice weather on Sabbath afternoon, or you go to the library, any place. Or if you're just passing out the tracks that are more for adults, you just carry a few of the kid ones as well and hand them out um, when you see the kids. This is another great one. You know, depending on who you are in the Adventist church, sometimes you do something for Halloween and sometimes you don't. But I like to think of Halloween as a time to minister because when my kids were little, we didn't do anything because I didn't really want them seeing all that garbage coming to the door. But uh, we would do something different. But now we like to hand things out because the kids are coming looking for something. And so if I can give them something better, why not? So this is perfect too, how to stop being scared. The conference has that glow track. Little bouncy balls, kids really like those. They bounce them all over. And so it just shares with them, they don't have to be scared because Jesus loves them. And so that's a fun one to do it at Halloween. Then we had a Christmas open house one, uh, one, one year. And we had all of these glow track packs. There's glow tracks on the back. It says, Merry Christmas, bless you for all you do. And we encouraged all the friends and church members that came to our house for this open house. We encouraged them to take these glow track packs and pass them out around town as well. So I like to do it myself, but I also like to equip others to share Jesus as well. And so they could take these. One time, our Pathfinder group had a glowathon. Have any of you participated in a glowathon? Yes. It's so much fun. It's this huge group effort. Now, ours was pretty neat because not only were we trying to get out glow tracks, but we were actually doing it as a fundraiser too. And so people would sponsor the kids, just like a bike-a-thon or a read-a-thon or whatever kind of a thon. People actually sponsored the kids because, you know, some people can't get out there. You know, some people can't walk the streets and hand these things out, but they want to be a part of it. And so they're willing to donate. And actually, we did really well on both ends. They got, um, I think their goal was 3,000 glow tracks. And they far exceeded that. They also did really well with the fundraiser. Uh, we found lots of different ways to pass them out individually as well as um, 
together as a group. And there were lots of little, lots of neat things that came out of that. And so it was, it's a, it was a fun time of working together to get as many glow tracks out as we could. All right, here is another one. Hang your troubles on the Lord. This one, sometimes you know when you go to the door for a specifically spiritual things, sometimes you think, oh, I'm not sure how they're gonna respond to this. But I was so amazed at the responses that we got from this. We would take this glow track pack and walk up to the door and I would say, I tell you what I said, I don't know what everybody else said. I kind of gave them a little thing, but they made it their own. Anyways, I would just knock on the door and they would open it and I would say, hi, we're just handing out clothespins in the neighborhood today. And I would kind of pause <laughs> and they would get this kind of quizzical, <laughs> not sure what's going on look. <laughs> but then I would say, because it's just to remind you that we can hang our troubles on the Lord. And so then people were so receptive. They were very, very open to what we were doing. And we were able to pray with a lot of people that day. Um, one girl in specific, I remember walking up to her door and she was a 14 year old girl. Her name was Jade. And she looked at me after I did this little intro part and she said, I don't know if you know this, but this is a foster home. She said, I haven't been here long, but my dad abandoned me on the street and my mom, oh, it makes me tear up. Uh, my mom she died, I think, when she was very, very young. She said, but this is exactly what I needed to hear because she was feeling hopeless. She was feeling alone. She was feeling left out. And at one point, the foster dad came to the door and I kind of explained uh, what, what I was doing and told him that we were just, I was talking with Jade and that um, we were about to pray together. And he said, he was so respectful and just said, I'm gonna leave you two just to talk. And so we did. And it was, it was just a beautiful time. And there are just people like this all over the place that are looking for Jesus, that are looking for hope. That's really what they're looking for, hope. And some of them just don't know where to find it. But we have hope, don't we? We have hope in these tracks. We have hope in the Bible. And that's because all of these things point us to Jesus. And so as often as we can possibly share Jesus with friends and family and strangers, we need to be doing that. Spirit of Prophecy says, the truth, this is Christian service. I'm really sorry that I'm in your way. <laughs> Christian service says, the truth must not be muffled now. Plain statements must be made. Unvarnished truth must be spoken in leaflets and pamphlets, and these must be scattered like the leaves of autumn. And I, I, I have really enjoyed John Bradshaw's messages. He used, um, I think it was the Sabbath sermon maybe, or was it Saturday night? I don't know, but he used Romans 13, 11. It says, and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. And I, I just believe that this is so true and that we just really don't have any time to waste. We need to be um, thinking of all the different ways that we can reach out to others. There is absolutely no one method. There is not one way to reach 
you know, our neighbors and our community. I have talents that you don't have. You have talents that I don't have. And so the Bible talks about using those talents. You'll see in, in many of my stories, I use a lot of cooking and baking and things like that to reach people. Well, that's because that's a talent the Lord has given me. But maybe the Lord has given you sewing or creating things or, I don't know, fixing things. I mean, it could be anything. And we are to use those talents that the Lord has given us in order to minister. Just like Tabitha, we talked about it at the very beginning. Tabitha was full of doing good work. She used the talents that the Lord had given her in order to minister to others. And the Lord sought or saw fit to bring her back from the dead because he wanted her to continue working for him. So we have to wake up. We've got to start intentionally living with other people in mind and with heaven in mind as well. We've got to look for ways to share Jesus with others. And you're going to hear this actually tonight. I'm going to be up um, in, on the platform with Vicki Griffin. Um, this, this phrase that I got from her that she got from a devotional, do common things in uncommon ways. And actually, I'm going to read it. I'll give you a sneak preview of tonight. <laughs> um, oh, where's Vicki on here? She gave me the whole quote. It started with uh, Exodus 3, 5. It says, the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And then it goes on to say, we cannot depend upon great events, striking circumstances, exalted moments, and great occasions to measure our zeal, courage, faith, and love. These are measured by the commonplace, workaday tasks, the homely hidden paths of common life. The uncommon life is the product of the day lived in the uncommon way. So we can't wait for these grand events and big planned things in order to share Jesus' love. We need to be doing the common things, sharing Jesus' love in as creative and uncommon ways as we can think of. And if we pray for these, which I'll talk about this later, but if we pray for experiences and we pray for methods and we pray for ideas, the Lord is sure to answer that prayer because he wants as many people saved as we can possibly um, get to heaven. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that you are a creative God and you give us ways to do common things in very uncommon and creative ways. Lord, we wanna reach others. We wanna share your love. And so I just pray, Lord, that you will show us how you want us to do that in our own sphere of influence and in your special ways. We love you so much and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio 22 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcasts.